it's time to make sports talk great again with Kurt Schilling and Steve Dace. And greetings. Welcome to The Blaze, where we talk sports. I am Steve Dace. He is Kurt Schilling, Hall of Famer-to-be, World Series champion for Evs, y'all. Whether you are watching today on YouTube or listening on the podcast or tuning in here on The Blaze, thank you. Uh, like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review. You know the drill. We put 25 minutes on the clock, get to as many of the day's sports topics as we possibly can, beginning now. So we have dedicated this episode, Kurt, to spring <laughs> training cliches in honor of this outstanding article written by, I want to make sure I get his name in there, Anthony Castrovitz from MLB.com, who ranked his top 15 spring training cliches. We're going to go through as many of these as we can in the 25 minutes we can. All right. And, let, and, me, let me just say, I, I have not looked at this list. Yes. I have not seen it. So in, I'm, in fact, I'm you were even asking poll. me 10 seconds ago, where's the list? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, okay. I, and I'm going to guess beforehand, I can name probably 14 of the 15, but let's let's just go ahead. And give us some examples of when this is right. Because a lot of I'm our- just you happy know, to be here. The, yes. The, you know, I feel, you're a, I, if you're a baseball fan, yeah fan right now you're trying to figure out is my team going to be this year's Braves or the five years ago Kansas City Royals who's this the, is the crash Davis the nuclear loose <laughs> yes or or how much of this is uh you know crap we're rebuilding till 2022 yep. how, how yep. much do, how do we know what's true and what's not right yeah so, so yeah so what cliche in here is we're gonna suck Yes. I just can't tell you that. Yes so okay. all right <laughs> cliche the first cliche we're gonna tackle right up your alley as a pitcher he got his work in what do you think? Uh, that just that's usually a um, what somebody says after a, a starting pitcher gives up eleven earnings in like two thirds of an inning. <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 there's nothing else to say. You you can't. Everybody saw the multiple multi base runners. It looked like Ringling Brothers. And you can't say that. So you say, well, you know what? He got his work in. That's a good thing. That is exactly what how Anthony Castrovince of MLB.com translates that cliche, yeah. by the way. Like verbatim, it, yeah. what you just said. That, that's why we're all laughing here because we, we saw that because you went right to what he wrote, actually. Yep. Um, did, did you ever have your manager? You knew you sucked when your manager told uh, the press in, in the oh, spring. Yeah. yeah, Kurt got his oh, work yeah. in. You know, I, you were basically out there it. throwing hey, I BP, used right? It myself. Yeah. I used it. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, the important thing was getting my work in against double A players today when I gave up seven bombs. <laughs> I guess we played nine double A players. Eight of them are never making triple A, but I got my work in. Yes. I used to, you, we used to go down. So I never pitched against divisional teams in spring training. So I would go down to the minor league complex and get my work in. Yeah. Which Because those guys are hacking. And, and there's no setting up guys and getting ready for the seed. They're just swinging, and you can have some bad outings down there. You, you were like Phil Helmuth in the World Series of Poker when he goes against amateurs who are just going all in on every hand and not playing any strategy at all, and he's losing his mind. You went all in, and then he gets sucked out on the draw when a guy goes all in on 8-10 suited, and he loses, right? Yes. Uh, next cliche, the ball's coming out of his hand well. What does that mean? Uh, that's... When you don't want to get overly excited in spring training about a young player um, or you have a veteran coming back off surgery uh, and he's not – it means two different things. For a young guy, it's it's the ball's coming out of his hand well because he didn't really have that good of an outing. We hope he's going to make our, our staff, but that was nothing to brag about. For an older guy, it, when you're coming back from surgery and you go and do a rehab start and you give up – 10 Ernie's in two thirds of an inning. Mm -hmm. The ball's coming out of his hand. Well, <laughs> everybody saw it. 
Everybody, everybody got a good look, right? Yep. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Both teams agree the ball's coming out of his hand yeah. well. No yep. deception there whatsoever. We all saw it. Yes. Nope. Uh, things have a way of working out. Our next cliche. Decipher that one for us. What does that mean? That is when you've got superstar prospects and a huge contract. And you can't get one. You can't get this kid to the big leagues because the contract is a big bloated impediment. Um, or you have seven starters for five spots in the rotation, or two players at a position. It, it's 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 the comment you hear from everybody when a, 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 you're trying to put a square peg in a round hole and build a roster. You're not. Re- in other words, you're not ready to give an answer yet, right? It, right. Right. No. Yeah. No. It, it, it's it's generally said in a very good way. Uh, when you say things have a way of working out, that means you're working from a surplus. You know, it, it, you know. It, I actually heard this this morning. I was listening to Detroit Sports Talk Radio when I was at the gym, and Al Avila, general manager of the Tigers, was on. Yeah. And they were asking him about all this young talent they've acquired the last couple of yep. years, and a lot of these guys are playing really well in spring training. Yep. And so the the the, the radio hosts have are a way of working themselves. Yeah. Out. The radio hosts are like, well, how do you balance out the fact? That, you know, these guys might be better than the veterans. On the other hand, you don't want to start yeah. their veteran clock so early that yep. they hit free agency to the point that they some other team benefits from their maturation. Yep. And that was kind of Al Avila's answer, which I took that as a fan to mean if we played these guys now, we might get we might win 75, 80 games, yeah. but we're not going to play these guys now. And we're going to win 60 or 65 games in the hopes that in so, two or three years, we'll win more games than that. That's kind of how more, I decipher it. I think it. the more important thing is when you hear it from a general manager, you're hearing it from a guy with job security mm-hmm. because he knows he's going to be around long enough to hopefully see these things work out. <clears throat> and they do. <clears throat> Next cliche. Any reference to working hard on controlling the running game, pitchers fielding practice, infield work, or bunting drills? Anything. Anything that's said in relation to anything involving those activities is pure cliche. Is that true? Um, I, I, I'm not sure I understand what, the, what, what, what's the, what would be the comment. In other words, this is all stuff that gets abandoned once we get to actual opening day. None of this stuff matters, so it's just all filler. Well, but see, so so I, I would tell you from my perspective, those were the most important days of spring training, working on bunt defenses and working on on bunting as a pitcher uh, and PFP, pitcher's fundamental practice, because I, I learned early in my career from Greg Maddox, that's the guys that excel at those things will, will win 20 instead of 17. Hmm. And so that was always that those I was always grinding through those drills as hard as I could. And, and I took a lot of pride in being able to field my position and being a defender on the bunt. I always... For good teams, those are those are hardworking days. For 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 bad teams, it's just more time to walk around and the coaches to talk to the pitchers in the different groups and get a feel for guys. I mean, that's those are the drills where a lot of times coaches get to know players and vice versa. Those are the drills where um, you know when when you're ha- when you have base runners on, you're doing the bunting drills. You know, Bryce Harper will be running the bases, not not he'll be half assing around, which everybody does around the bases, but you, it's just, a, it's, those are more of a social th- setting than a, than a preparation thing for some teams. And I would, I would say to Anthony, as a Tigers fan, uh, do never underestimate the importance of a pitcher fielding his <laughs> position. We lost at least one or two world series because pitchers could not uh, no field their positions. That St. Louis 
uh, World Series was lost 100% yep. because the Tiger pitchers could not field their position. And then it happened period. in game one against the Giants. We blew yep. a lead there, and that was the team we had that like didn't lose a game all of September. That was probably and, the best team in that run, and I then they that, had a total meltdown after that. Yeah. I got that lesson early in my career from Maddox, and I never forgot it. And so those first – because that's all you do as pitchers for the first two weeks. You do PFP and you do bullpens. So I made it an effort to be first – in the group, and I and, and we you do it on four fields. You'll do uh, first to third pickoffs. You'll do bunt defenses first, bunt defenses third, comebackers. And I would go between the four stations, and I would be the first one. To, I would literally lead my group around those stations, no matter who it was, because I always felt like I was trying to represent the staff. And if I did it at that pace, no one was allowed to do it at a slower pace. Mm-hmm. And again, I know for a fact that there – I could count to maybe 15, 20 games in my career – that would have been losses or no decisions instead of wins if I hadn't been able to field my position or get a bunt down. Does it also show you who took seriously their conditioning yes. in the offseason as well? Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that, there's no question that you, because you'll see guys that are a little bit gassed before they start running at right. the end of a workout. Right. From doing, because those are covering first base, when you do it with a five man group and you're continuously doing it in a loop. You're literally running a, a long sprint. And so it's it's another way to kind of say, okay, look at that fat dude. I mean, yeah, like, I know I know it doesn't look like it on television. And even if depending on where you sit in a stadium, it doesn't look like it. But I mean, if, if you're talking, you know, the pitcher's mount is sixty feet six inches from the yeah. from the from home plate. That Mostly. is that that is that's three quarters of a basketball court, of a right. full court that the NBA plays on, ninety four feet. Okay, so let's say it's maybe 50 feet from from the from the right of the pitcher's mound to go cover to going when you finish your motion to getting over to first place or first base. And the guy running, by the way, is, you know, he's going all out to to run out of base hit. You're talking you've got to after throwing a ball, quickly react. And then you've got to run essentially half a basketball court. 15 minutes continuously doing it. And and the other thing is a lot of times the drill is done between that in-between ball where the slow roller at first, where you're going after the ball, Mm -hmm. you don't get it. You have to suddenly pick it up and sprint. And I'm not, it's not, it doesn't kill you, but it is a serious, it's a, it's a, it's much more of a cardio than, than it is routine workout. Next cliche. It's a great group of guys. It's a nice mix of veterans and young guys. Usually said, well, I think everybody, that's said by every new player to every team ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and do it's they also, hand you guys a booklet or do you guys just kind of just all know from watching each other? Of, of, say you know, a cliche book. No. Oh, okay. You just know. You just no, know. You, you, right. you, you, you can tell the difference between guys that have been uh, raised to respect the sport and, and, and idiots. And, and generally, these, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. Nice mix of, of players is... is uh, a team that isn't going to win uh, anything. Um, young and old is a way of saying we have too many young guys and I'd like more or too many old guys and I'd like more younger guys mm-hmm. or vice versa because you're too heavy one way or the other. But it, it, it's I gen, you generally hear that from all the new players. Uh, you heard Bryce talk about it yesterday, I think, in his press conference. Um because you actually don't know any of them and and you know you you don't want to alienate your teammates before you meet them but it's usually you don't hear those things from a Theo Epstein. Next one. 
And this is uh, this is right along the lines of what we talked about last week with <laughs> Luis Severino and um, yep. uh, the Dodgers ace um, uh, uh, Kershaw, Sammy Kershaw, or Sammy Kershaw is a country star, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, general soreness, another one right up your alley. What does that mean? Because um, I let me only- tell you, as a fan, when I hear that, what it means is crap, man. Ain't gonna have him in the rotation this year, or out of the bullpen this year. That's so, what I so hear. Yeah, there's a couple things to think about when you when you hear this. It's used in spring training when you've got a guy like Cabrera or Pedroia coming back that where where they're just trying to get back on their feet and the day to day grind is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. When it's used in any other context, it's a cover for our medical team has absolutely no idea <laughs> what is wrong with this guy. So we don't want to point to a location. We've got state-of-the-art medical equipment because we're paying right. all these guys guaranteed contracts. All right? but and, and, and it's telling us we don't have a clue what's wrong. Yes. Nothing. Yeah. No. In general, though, if you're a fan and you hear that about a pitcher on your team. Do not draft that guy for fantasy. Yeah. Are you literally just saying, see you next year, basically? I'm saying, I told you this already. Anybody that starts out the gate of a baseball season on the DL as a pitcher – it's very hard to find some guy, those guys that have good years. It's just because it, it, you're literally playing catch up the entire season. Mm-hmm. You know, you miss a start here, uh, there, one or two, that's fine. But guys that miss April, it just you never get that clock back. A relatively new one: Player X had LASIK surgery. I've never heard that one. Yeah, that's probably pre your time. I mean, that was you're just right. so that becoming is... mainstream about towards the end of your career. Right. I can tell you what that what Tiger that Woods means. had it, didn't he, around that yeah. time? Yeah. yeah. What that means is, yes, his batting practice today might have been the ugliest thing you've ever seen in your life, but <laughs> he's adjusting to LASIK surgery, and or or he was so bad today, I can't tell you how horrible that was. So I've got to come up with something to make it interesting. And yeah, his LASIK, he's just getting used. He's getting adjusted to his new eyes. I think I know what the, what this cliche means. We're we're going to be more aggressive on the base paths. I think I know what this means, but but I'm going to yeah. wait you and have you tell me as the expert first. Yeah. So so that's it's it, a yes, they're going to be more aggressive, but b no one's going to be loafing it down to first base. Okay. You're, you're not going to allow. You're not going. You're going to um, who was it? Um, uh, Joe Madden. In, when he was in Tampa, he would just pull guys out of the game. No comments, nothing. If you didn't run down to first base, he'd pull you out. Um, that's to make the guys aware that you're watching how they how they do some of the routine stuff on the bases. See, I thought you were going to tell me that means this is not a team Earl Weaver would want to manage because we're not going to – this is not a team where the chicks dig the long ball, so we're going to have to come <laughs> up, fight scratch and claw to score runs. I thought that's what it actually meant. Yeah, it, 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 well, it depends because in the smart baseball markets, fans recognize when, when teams give away outs on the bases. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, uh, old school. Like, uh, well, Detroit's a good example. They're smart baseball fans. Mm-hmm. So if if you see that you your base running was uh you know minus 54 runs last year that's that that you don't that's not necessarily uh, fans recognize that so they want to see less so you want to see smarter base running and it's it probably it, well, and you're right, though. It's part of that is. I mean, when, when we were a perennial playoff team that era from 06 to 14, yeah. we the analytics said we were literally the worst base running team in Major right. League Baseball almost every single year. Right. And, and the other thing is, it's part of what you said. It's we have absolutely nothing whatsoever that will be fun to watch offensively. So uh, I'm going to give you something to look at. So this is going to be the most expensive game of pickle. 
yes. you've ever yeah. you've ever paid to see, yep. right? Okay. Uh, number seven, we're going to surprise some people. What's that mean? Uh, that is a uh, a group of uh, that's a t- it's a coaching it's a manager actually or a GM who believes that their roster is fa- it, 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 they're pissed first off about the uh, the preseason polling, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they, they don't because. This is generally what you hear from a GM. You won't hear it from a coach as much. You'll hear from a GM who's pissed about the fact that people are saying he had a bad winner, he made bad trades, or a team that doesn't do a whole lot and that didn't finish great last year. Give me, let me think. Uh, like um, a Pittsburgh would be a great one, right? Mm-hmm. They they were kind of middle of the bottom of the pack last year. They've got some tremendous young talent. They didn't really do a whole lot. That's a team. I think they're going to surprise people. That's that's the kind of team. Uh, and you're also, I've left spring training when I knew my coaches were saying we're going to suck. And I've also left spring training when they've said that we're going to surprise some people, which meant guys, 81 and 81 is not who we are. Right. And, And there's a subtle way of saying this. And that's one of them. Yeah, I would think this is a cliche that has some legitimacy to it because you probably want to guard against doing anything to raise expectations beyond what you you know you're capable of because nothing pisses, speaking as a fan, nothing pisses us off more than unmet expectations. 1993, 1993 in spring training, I remember looking around about three weeks in thinking, holy crap. There's some good players on this team. We yeah. finished last in 92 by a mile and I'm looking around and we're all saying, you know, we're really good. Like, mm-hmm. like we're not just, we're real. And we went out and remember the, the off season, the Astros signed Drebeck and Swindell and that all the bit, and we opened up with them and swept them in three mm-hmm. and we're flying home from Houston. I'll never forget it. And we, we, we knew that we were probably going to go to the postseason three games in. Wow. That kind of reminds me of what I told you yesterday when we previewed we were going to do this. Sparky Anderson, at the, on, on, yeah. on the, the last day of Lakeland, used to always call back to Michigan and tell his wife where they were going to finish. And he was almost always right, maybe a place off, you know. Yeah. Um, but he would never tell the media, you know. But he would always be honest with his wife. And he, like, if you go back and read Bless You Boys, he called her at the yeah. end of spring training in 1990, in 1984 and told her, we're going to win the World Series. Well, uh, that's exactly what they also, did. Yeah. I will tell you this. You, had a, you were behind the eight ball as a tiger leaving because you had to have spring training in Lakeland. <laughs> now they just they did just do a mass of renovations oh, down there. Did, yep, but but you're used. right, its reputation was pretty uh uh pretty yeah. morbid, I guess we'll I go remember with. Going there, I remember seeing Lance Parrish there when I was a really young Wow, player. number 13 behind the I plate. Remember, and yeah. he was the largest man. One of the very I've first ever. weightlifting off-season conditioning yep. guys of that era. Yeah. Uh number 6, we have great chemistry. Uh, you, you generally don't hear that one in spring training as mm-hmm. much. Um, but that's part of a, uh, a response when someone asks you why you're so good and you don't just want to tell everybody, well, because we're better than everybody else. Right. Um, and you say you, that's, that's almost like a hockey, like saying of, I don't want to tell you we're better than everybody else, but we're better than everybody else. And we have great team chemistry. I'm finally healthy. that's usually said by a guy the day before he goes on the deal and has tommy john i would guess it's 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 uh it's i'll tell you what it is it you would hear that you would only hear that from a young guy Mm -hmm. 
because a, a veteran player would never say. You, Are you, you almost know, worried about jinxing yourself at that point, that, right? You're saying, Just don't even you're, talk about it. Yes. You're side-eyeing the baseball gods at the same time you're saying something like that. Yeah. But, but, yeah, that's a young guy who's who's never actually been hurt and and has been like sore. And, and he realizes that the last day you weren't sore was when you were 18. Four more. Any reference to the game time temperature or the temperature up north? That's the pregame excuse for I'm going to go 0 for 4 <laughs> and there's nothing I can do about it. Or I have no chance of getting out of the second inning because I can't pitch in cold weather. Any, anytime you ever hear a player comment about the weather, that, bet on the other team or hopefully your team's going to trade that guy because both teams have to play in it. And it, 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 one team it'll it'll play. It, it's the worst weather in the in the world to play. Cold, dry weather is the worst weather in the what? Don't let any player tell you any different. Anything else is foolish. How often would you guys talk about the weather as players? Oh, all the time. We're yeah. little babies. We bitch about it all the time. Like, oh my god, I can't believe it's so. See, the the, the difference was the pitcher. I was never cold because I was always moving. Mm-hmm. And I worked fast, and in and, and cold weather, that was an enormous advantage for me with my team was everybody was always on their feet. Everybody was moving. I was moving. I was throwing strikes. Umpires were trying to call it whatever. Because remember something. The only people that have it worse than the players are the umpires. Because whatever crappy weather that is, they're not playing it. They're standing in it. Right. And they don't sit down for nine innings. So they want the game to get over. And, and, but, but you only hear that from, from losers that are players or loser teams. The weird in- injury, meaning it's not a quote or a phrase, but the weird injury, uh, is, what does that mean when you find out okay. that there's been a weird injury in spring training? So what that is, is that, th- that is an athlete that lacks self-awareness and doesn't realize that that funny is not actually going to be, that story's not going to be funny. It's going to be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Brian Anderson, who, who I played with, uh, missed a start because he burnt his hand ironing his shirt. Yikes. Um, I've had guys miss, I, I mean, the, 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 the Joe Kelly story, somebody has to get, that's, that shows you that the, that a lot of these athletes don't have people around them that tell them the truth. Mm-hmm. Because if someone had caught Joe Kelly before that press conference, they would have said, no, 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 you can't, you can't say that. You can't tell people you hurt your back cooking. You can't do it because you're making X million dollars a year and, Nobody's going to believe it. Most of the time, the first thing I hear fans think of is, well, he actually fell down in a strip club and that's how he hurt his back. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah. It's one of those. But those stories are actually true. I mean, I've, I've heard so Here many. are some examples in the article. It mentions uh, Corey Hart slicing his foot on a hot tub, Michael Taylor cutting his finger while trying to throw gum away, Hunter Pence falling through a glass door, Elvis Andrus missing time because of arm pain from a new tattoo. Stay in your lane, bro. Uh, and Brandon Nimmo getting ill from cooking his chicken improperly. Tom Seaver pulled me aside in 1992 and he gave me a lecture and he said, from today forward, you don't ever open a car door. You don't pet a dog. You don't, you don't, you don't do, you, you don't do. And he was dead, dead serious. Was this surreal having a guy who's an, who's a hall of famer, one of the no. giants of your, of your, of your, of your, of your industry pull you aside. And this is his pep talk. This is his lecture. It, it, no, don't pet was, your dog. It, it was his, he was basically saying, listen, you, you're ready to step up and be at the next level. Mm-hmm. Now you need to start paying attention to all the little things. 
because when you I'll give you an example. I'm a model. I like to build models as a hobby. I didn't do it when I played because I had to have an exacto knife to do it. And oh, on boy. the off yeah. chance that I would cut my hand and yep. you've seen guys, Bobby Ojeda almost lost a finger gardening, like trimming his hedges. <laughs> but he said he said basically, listen, you can pay people to do all those things from here on out. When you're done playing, don't care what you do. But when you slam your hand in the car door, you're going to miss two weeks. And that could be the difference between a, a contract for $15 million next year per year for seven years or a one-year $12 million deal. You know this is like John Travolta, boy in the plastic bubble stuff. It is. It is. Well, it, it's not that. It's it, because, you, I mean, you're playing a sport. So, it, yeah. But it, it's recognition of all – I'll give you a great example. Do you not think Cleveland fans are thinking about Trevor Bauer's remote control drone? You know, I mean, so and so there's a line between stop living your life and and but but there are common sense things. They're probably thinking a lot about uh, Trevor Bauer's uh, uh, Tinder account because he's been talking a lot about that recently. Yeah. Right. But my, but but he literally was out of a game because he cut his fingers so badly. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is simple stuff. Yeah. And, 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 you know, don't pet a dog with your, your pigeon. Well, that just, when you, again, when you think about these things, I'm getting paid an extraordinary amount of money to win games. All right. Final two cliches. We got a minute left. Let's put them together. Pitcher X is learning a new delivery motion pitch, et cetera. And, and the final one, I'm in the best shape of my life. Okay, the, the pitcher X is learning a new delivery is this guy sucks so bad, we have to come up with something until he gets better. Uh, and, and that kind of sends the media off. And I'm in the best shape of my life is is a real one. Anytime a, ball, a baseball player, not another, anytime a baseball player calls attention to his physique, mm-hmm. it's, it's the rarity. I, I always tell people, this is not a body I have. This is a cruel family joke. That my dad so is, is that the guy you want to draft then, if he's that yes, confident? Yeah, I mean, the best yeah. shape of my life means he's in the best shape of his life. Okay. Did you ever say to a pitcher, one of your teammates who sucked on the mound, hey, man, you're learning a new cutter, you're learning a new slider? Oh, no, no, no. I was way too honest for that stuff. I wasn't that, <laughs> I wasn't that, I wasn't, I was never the guy to tell you things that make you feel better just for the sake of making you feel better when you stunk. I, I somehow, I, I don't have to be convinced that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take that at face value. Kurt, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, man. Take Good care, stuff. Buddy. Take care.